Here we go with the John Curley Sherry Elliger Show. You coming along for the ride. And whoa, look at this. Someone's going to get a chance to get on the radio. Play the know-it-all quiz. Teeny Tiny right over there. She's got uh, one, two, three, four. How many cookies? All the cookies. That's right. Say hello to your own potato, Teeny. That's right. Someone's going to be able to text Joe. And uh, that's going to be right there. The Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. One triple eight. There you go. One triple eight nine seven three five four. Seven six. Get on the phone to get on. All right, team. God. (laughs) Look at these beautiful flowers. All right, Teeny. Tedious. It's my fault. I encourage her. You are her enabler. I feel a certain sense of like, I don't know, like a father daughter. If my daughter was in a pickle jar. And ate potatoes all day long. <laughs> that would be your one, fault. <laughs> one interesting thing about yourself to Joe. One triple eight nine seven three five four seven six. Diving into the news. How's that, Sherry? Huh? That was good. That is kind of a smooth <laughs> move with the microphone. It's all the kids out there. Yeah. It's not unusual. <laughs> <laughs> really kind of freewheeling it here at this house because the uh, troubles at the teeny house over at the barn today. Just unbelievably cold, freezing cold, and then I got my car stuck in the snow. Uh, this, is, this is a bad day. It's like three degrees over there. Oh, and look out. Now I'm going to have a heart attack because this is the story that always makes the news. Every time people shuffle, they go out and shovel snow. It's one of the number and reasons people end up having heart attacks because it is incredibly stressful. You think, oh, I used to do this when I was 12 years old. I'll just keep shoveling some snow. And then all of a sudden you're like, whew, man, this is hard work. That snow is heavy. And um, how many people will they give you the number? Like 50-some thousand people every single year have heart attacks because of shoveling snow. Well, it's not quite that many. It's uh, from 1990 to 2006, so these aren't really Mm -hmm. up-to-date figures. Uh, About 195,000 people were treated at the ER for snow shoveling incidents. 6.7 of those had a cardiac event. And about about 1,600 people died during Mm -hmm. that time period. So it's not a big number. It's just that people don't realize how vigorous this exercise is. And if you're middle-aged and you are shoveling a lot of snow that's wet and heavy, you could be shoveling up to 2,000 pounds in 10 minutes. That's the size of a mid-sized car. That'll wear you out. Um, I had, I built with Dougie, I built a lean-to on the side of this crappy shed that I had. And we didn't build it really well because I didn't know what I was doing and I didn't want to spend a lot of money on the wood. So Dougie told me every time it starts to snow and we get more than like a foot of snow, you have to climb up on the lean-to and get all the snow off of it, push it all off. I didn't get a snow rake, so I would just get up there and push it off with my feet or do snow angels and then push it off by doing snow angels onto the ground to get all the extra snow off. Standing up there like one in the morning, pushing it off so the whole thing didn't collapse down on top of the stuff I had built underneath the crappy lean-to that I built with Dougie. So that's not was easy, your... Sherry. It's not easy out here in the woods. It is not. It's no, not it for, is not a it is a rugged environment. Ugh, when you're up there on the roof doing snow angels, trying to get that snow off. Sure, it's fun. But at the same time, it is uh, it's quite taxing. Quite taxing. Sure. Yes. Uh, 
The Buffalo, uh, the, the Dolphins are coming to town to play Kansas City. They expect the temperatures at the time of kickoff to be wind chill, make it feel, I don't know, like 10 degrees or 15 degrees below zero. So this will test the Dolphins, and everybody watches this. Could it be the coldest game ever in the NFL? That, by the way, I think it was either number one or number two coldest game was the Seahawks. Minnesota Vikings Seahawks ended up winning that one when uh, was it Matt Walsh no, Matt Blair was the guy who's the kicker for the the Vikings remember the the field goal went awry because um, accuracy for field goals and passing decreases by two percent when the temperatures get down below like 15 degrees so it'll be interesting to see how the Dolphins handle this thing and then also the, the football players that would like to show that they are incredibly impervious to any kind of pain will walk around with like a, a shirt on with nothing on underneath it they got the pads on but then their bare arms and it is man is it cold the wind chill for those guys in kansas to make it feel like sometimes 25 degrees below zero when the mm. temperature when the wind is blowing in more than 20 miles an hour gonna be wild i will watch it just to watch just to see how people deal with the elements the ground is incredibly hard the ball itself actually deflates a little bit and um, it's much harder to pass. And they're not going to be able to pass like they were before. So there's a game to watch as Kansas City and the Dolphins get a chance to battle each other and Mother Nature at the same time. Coldest yeah, it's temperature to... you've ever been in, Sherry? What is the coldest you've ever been? Um, I don't know. Maybe Alaska. I don't know. Who are you going to ask? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. I I don't like to be cold. I am. I, I don't. I don't seek out cold weather. I know that the one time or two times I've attempted to go skiing, uh-huh. and didn't have the proper gear, like I had jeans on, <laughs> and <laughs> yes, tell us more. And I, and I, I. I I know it's surprising. I was terrible, and I fell down so many times, and I got soaking wet, and my hands, I had on cotton gloves. So the lady that I went with a friend of mine, this was like in high school, and she felt Uh so sorry for me that she went and bought me like the appropriate stuff so I wouldn't freeze to death. Because I had no idea. I'd never been skiing before, and I was so But you were wearing jeans? You were the person wearing jeans on the slope? Yeah. Oh, God. I know. I I didn't know any better. Tragic, tragic. Yeah. Feel so sorry for those people out there, and they just they think it's gonna be okay, and then when they fall a couple of times, next thing then oh. the jeans weigh like fifty pounds, and, oh, like freezing, and they're <laughs> and on the and, and you take them off, and your your like thighs are beet red. I mean, there's just like it's like you've got diaper rash, sunburn, <laughs> everything all in one spot. It's horrible. And the other thing is that never... everybody people are so judgy when the what you what you're wearing, they look over if you're not like cool, you know, the right outfit on and you but if man, if you're wearing jeans, man, that is just sends a signal to everybody. People will look at you as they're going by, they're they're up there in the lift looking down, watching the person with this the jeans and all right let me be honest with you i was just trying to cover i actually went skiing and actually wore a pair of jean overalls okay are you happy now <laughs> okay so you know what i'm talking about all right they're with you it's also cold when in in iowa for the caucus they expect the temperatures at the time for people to go into uh churches and uh gyms and public places and libraries where they all get the caucus together it's going to be unbelievably cold for those people so the big concern is will donald trump who is ahead will the trump 
folks want to battle the continued cold to get in their car and to go to these places because the big concern is they're saying to themselves, you know what? He's so far ahead. You don't need me. I don't need to go to caucus for him. That's the concern for Trump supporters that they're thinking, well, we're way ahead and it's too cold. I feel like getting in the car and going anywhere. uh, Iowa folks are pretty tough, but they think a lot of the people that will be voting for Trump might be first time caucusers and they might not be as uh, willing or or able um, to attend one of the caucuses in Ohio on Monday. They think it's going to be the coldest it's ever been for a caucus. And they said they tried to pick places that were convenient and they have comfort in mind. But it's not like it's just down the street for most people, like a polling place. It's a lot of these people have to drive. And a lot of the candidates have already canceled uh, some events. Uh, Nikki Haley canceled something. Vivek Ramaswamy said that he was uh, uh, Ramaswamy was in uh, a car, it got yeah. stuck. He couldn't make it to his event. So it's it's a really big factor. Uh, what was the other one I saw that is interesting in here? Um, oh, that just back to two thousand flights have been canceled with whiteout blizzard conditions throughout the United States. Um, as the big freeze hits everybody. I was hoping it was going to be colder in Seattle over the weekend. Temperatures are supposed to be in the 30s, cold at night into the teens. But I always like it. I've talked about this before, that to me, weather is the great unifier. We all experience it together. And when I love the extremes of it. So this morning when it was three degrees out or six degrees, I loved it. Everybody in town was talking about how cold it was going to be. As long as the pipes don't freeze, it's not that big of a deal. But to me, 35 it's Not 20 degrees right now. Is it 20? Yeah, it's freezing. Ah, stop your whimpering. It's going to be 35 <laughs> tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Don't let it sweat you. In, in Canada, they have come up with a uh, they have a new law there in Quebec that, you know, those ring cameras that you have on your porch. If you happen to have a ring camera, any one of those cameras on your porch and you see somebody come up and steal something off your porch that belongs to you or vandalize or in some way. If you were to take that video and make it public, what happens to you, Sherry? Well, they want everyone to be presumed innocent. So they say that it's unfair to the person that you have outed, I guess, uh, on one of these ring cameras. So they're saying that you're not allowed to do that. It violates privacy rights and that neighbors can't even really aren't really supposed to share descriptions or pictures of any of these uh, uh, perpetrators or presumed perpetrators. Right. Because if you do share them. Uh, and people see the person that has gone onto your property and stolen something from you, then you get fined. I think it's like $2,000 or something. What is that? In Canada, what is that, like $6? Um, No, you get fined $2,000 and you probably have to go to court because, again, the person that stole it from you is presumed innocent, and by you putting the pictures up, it makes them look guilty. So you're going to be guilty for showing it. I -hmm. mean, the Canada, it's... That country, when you're like, oh, they're not, they're our neighbors to the north. Man, they they're they have no freedom of speech there. Zero. And I think it was, um, was it Macron the other day? Not Macron. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, young guy with a hair. Uh, the, come Trudeau? on. The pre- Trudeau. Trudeau said that you don't really have a right to own a gun because you don't really have a right to defend yourself. And he doesn't want anybody to have guns. 
And it's like, uh, huh? I, I, I'm not allowed to defend myself. I have to allow the, the government to defend me somehow. So they want to ban all guns, get guns away from everybody in Canada. Uh, that's the push. And here in the state of Washington, they've got a new bill that's floating around that would add an additional tax to ammunition. So they want to add, I think it's another, and it was like 11%, 11%. Or 17%, 11%. So they're basically, if you want to find out the crappy laws that were going to be stumped, uh, dumped on us in Washington, just see the stupid stuff that they do in California and then they push it up here. It all comes up here. So they did it. Gavin Newsom passed this at the beginning of the year like it was last year. So they're adding an additional 11% on ammunition there. So here in the state of Washington, there's a bill that they're kicking around, which would be an additional 11% on top because it is a, is it a they're calling it a privilege to, to, it's a to privilege buy the to own the ammunition. And Jason Rance points out the ultimate goal is, of course, to not have it, to have no guns. So it, if you don't have ammunition, it renders the Second Amendment completely meaningless. Because if you can't well, get, if you if if you can't afford to buy the ammunition because it's 11 percent on top of the sales tax as well. Right. So it gets pretty spendy pretty fast, but there are ways to work around it. So I was talking to a friend of mine who buys a lot of ammunition, and he said, well, he says uh, he gets five, five, sixes, 30 rounds for 465 bucks from the gun broker. You get nine millimeter, 1,000 rounds for 200 to 300 bucks. He said he goes to Idaho and buys it or Montana and buys it or his friends go to Montana and buy it and then bring it back. So what will happen is, and that's legal, you can buy ammunition in Idaho and you, you don't need to show your driver's license for ammunition that they won't card you in Idaho. You could buy it and bring it back. So people will just have friends pick it up. So any money that the state was going to make from ammunition, they'll lose part of that because people will buy it somewhere else. If you buy it online, they'll add that new tax to it. But ultimately, they want to take the money from law-abiding citizens, more money from law-abiding citizens, and then spend it on various programs that are supposed to reduce gun violence. People know the problem of gun violence. It's pretty easy to figure it out. Get those people that are shooting and killing people and put them in jail for a good long time. Part of this bill also includes, yeah, you know, they find that they the other bill that they're floating is that they want the judge to be able to change the sentence. So let's say the person's been sent away for 15 years. The bill says the, the judge can get in there afterwards and reduce the sentence after the person has been sent in. They said this is good because um, they find that long sentences aren't necessarily, uh, don't really help that much, and it actually increases recidivism. So maybe if you go in for 10 or they you know sentence you for 10 or 15 years, you kill somebody, the judge can come back in later and vote, you know what, let's knock it down to five and then you get back out again. And maybe the person right. will behave themselves while they're in prison. And they can't add additional charges for the gun. So, you know, some places you, you'll get a charge for a robbery or carjacking or whatever, then you have an illegal gun, and that's an additional charge. Right, but they're, they're getting rid of that because they said it, it's a uh, uh, disparate impact. It affects uh, young black uh, men more than, what, old Asian women? Uh, or old white guys or something. So therefore, they're going to eliminate that as well. These are just a couple of the dumb bills that have been kicking around in, in Olympia. I'll bet you anything that that, um, that ammunition thing goes because they tried to challenge it in court and they, they didn't really go anywhere with it. So they'll just make it more expensive and that'll drive people to buy it off the black market or get their ammunition you know, from some visiting state. So you'll lose money in the long run, state of Washington, if you end up doing that. You won't make more money. 
because people will buy it somewhere else. But boy, those criminals, they won't be able to afford those bullets. <laughs> tragic story of that. A tragic story of the guy, the Uber driver there in Edmonds. Yeah. So he, as the story goes, he made, went to make a left-hand turn. There was some guy in the crosswalk. The Uber driver rolled down the window to apologize. And without saying anything, this 21-year-old valedictorian pulled out the gun and unloaded the clip killing the man in the car and then he runs to his girlfriend's house and he's banging on the uh the door and it's all on the ring camera you know oh baby quick open the door let me in let me in this is bad let me let me let me, in. let me in and he apologized he said i guess i overreacted you think uh, uh, yeah was he afraid of the uber driver no oh no, okay. he's just mad that the guy almost, Let's you know, might have bumped okay. in. Yeah, right. Okay. Shoot and, shoot and kill the man. Yeah. Uh, right. Let's do this. By the way, so you can, who's going to play the know-it-all quiz? Anybody jump in there yet, oh, Joe? Oh, yes. Joe's, Joe's tough. Joe's tough on these. You don't let anybody come in. Give Just tease us. What's the person's name? Uh, his name is Daniel. He lives in Olympia, and he has been. Oh, oh, oh say no more. Daniel from Olympia, we're going to be playing the know-it-all quiz. We'll find out the one interesting thing about Daniel and I. I've got to write some questions. So let's do this. Oh. Let's show you. Nate, the Beacon Plumbing Track. Yes. Don't wait till the last be, minute. <laughs> fresh off the press right here. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. We're just getting warmed up. Come on, let's go. Oh, I'm sorry, Pete. All right. You ready, Sherry? I'm ready. I like the fact that you have not read the quiz yet because I just wrote the quiz. So we're going cold. Let's meet our contestant now. Mm, uh, his name is Daniel. He lives in Olympia. And his one interesting thing about himself is that he's been higher than all of us combined. <laughs> Meaning he has summoned all of the tallest mountains in the lower 48. And Denali in Alaska is next on the list. Daniel, you crazy mountain climbing goat man that you are. <laughs> Denali, huh? Are you preparing for yeah. Denali? Um, uh, next year I will be starting my uh, my journey, yes. Are you one of those free climbers? Have you watched the documentary on that free climber guy? What's his name? I, hey, Alex. I, I have. Yeah, what would you think? <laughs> Um, well, I watched it in theater. It was actually pretty good. No, I'm not that psycho. No, I'm actually going with two of my buddies. Um, this year is basically going to be all about diet and supplements. And then start, starting next year after the winter season, we're going to pretty much be all into the physical and just prep. And it's going to be, I think, three weeks. And then we hopefully are victorious. So this whole and thing then kind of started out where my dad passed away and I trained to go spread his ashes on top of Rainier. So that's kind of why I got into this. Oh, that is mm. really sweet. Yeah. So yeah. what did you learn about yourself when you climbed Mount Rainier? I hear there's always um, lessons on every climb. Gosh, darn it. Uh, John, yeah, there's actually a ton of lessons. Um, one of the biggest lessons I learned not to to dismantle the fun and fa-la-la, but um, I learned that you really can't control anything, and when you're up there, you got to focus on what's in front of you, not what's behind you. So, Is it harder going up than it is coming down? 
It's actually way harder coming down than going up. Um, it's just harder yeah. on your knees. It's actually it's physical going up, but there's 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 more deaths coming down mountains than there is going up. So that's right. Yeah, you've, you've, I'm sure Sherry has a better question for you than I've asked. <laughs> uh, no, but are you going to climb uh, Mount Fuji? Um, it's one of the biggest things that I've been pushing after. I, 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 I'm kind of fascinated with that area. So, yes, it's on my list. I just haven't gotten to it yet, Sherry. Okay. Yeah. Well, hey, Daniel, have you gotten to the mountain? You're like, that is easy. That sucks. Let's do it. I'm sorry they went to that. Like, did you ever like climb a mountain in, in like, I don't know, Iowa, (laughs) (laughs) Rhode Island, Rhode Island? Yes, the the flatlands. Yes, I've climbed a couple hills over there. (laughs) Hills. Okay. All right. Good. Well, listen. You. uh, I like the fact that. Joe, did you write that? He's been higher than all of us combined. Or is that was that Daniel's clever sort of, you know, joke about drugs? No, I did. Okay. Joe, that was Joe. Joe, all right. Joe you, you know what's funny about that? I was trying to type in, I've summited, and I ended up, like, fat figuring I've submitted. And I was like, God damn it, Joe's going to be like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, believe me, this show, the, yeah, we gonna, honor mistakes. Yeah, yeah. All right, Tony yeah. Tenor is going to change, Daniel. Everything changes now. The minor key. Okay. We're not friends anymore because we're playing for cookies, not just one cookie. But how many cookies, Dini? You annoying woman in the jar. Oh, the cookies. All the cookies. There we go. Here we go. Question number one. Kate Stone, reporter on Washington State Troopers, preparing for protests. What was Kate Stone wearing at the time of that report? Sherry. A, PJs. B, Washington State Patrol uniform. Kate does this to gain a personal connection to the stories that she covers. C, black armband. She's mourning over the Seahawks and Pete Carroll parting ways. Gosh, I want to say PJs, but I'm probably going to say the black uh, I would go PJs. Good job. There you go. Good job. Way to go. Wow. I'm a wonderful sponsor. Way to get that piton in there. Uh, Number two. Uh, it was uh, three degrees when I did my daily polar plunge, but this time something went wrong. Something got stuck on the ladder. Hint, I was nude. I was in all of my nudity. Sherry. Uh, A, John's hands froze to the ladder. B, John's toes and feet froze to the ladder. And C, John's adorable little tushy froze to the ladder. <laughs> My hands. By the way, who edited that? I added far. I added so much more to my adorable little tushy. I had a whole bunch of stuff I wanted Sherry to say about my rear end. Oh, really? No, no, I didn't. Come on. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about this later. (laughs) Number three. Hey, let's not fight in front of Daniel. He's just trying to climb mountains. Sorry, Daniel. Here we go. Over the weekend, a portal opened up at a mall in Florida. What happened next, Sherry? A, aliens 8 to 10 feet in height came out of the portal. B, the plumbing backed up at the food court, wetting all of the pizzas at Sbarro. No one noticed. C, nothing. Nothing happened because there's no such thing as portals. First of all, can we add it took Gavin Newsom? <laughs> we, yes. Okay, we'll add that in. And it took Gavin Newsom. Yes. Adding to the quiz. Now we just need an answer. You, you literally just wrote it, John. I, I know. Oh, okay. yeah. Screw you. The answer is. 
<laughs> a, cherries. A, oh, aliens, eight to ten feet in height, came out of the portal. <laughs> That's right. And finally, this one. Here we go. In Canada, uh, if you happen to show video of someone stealing something from your porch, what can happen to you, Sherry? Mm. You could, uh, I'm sorry, Canadian officials, A, Canadian officials will find the person that stole the item from your front porch, and you will be forced to adopt that individual and have them live with you. Mm -hmm. B, you could be fined $2,000 by sharing the video. C, nothing. Nothing will happen like nothing happened in Florida at the mall. There was no portal in the mall. That's right, Canada. Suck on that. Where did that I, feel from? Like, I feel like if you're living in Canada, you're probably going to get fined. Yes, you are right, my friend. Look at you. It's the Ed Beasters of Olympia. It's Daniel. There's ain't no mountain high enough. This man cannot climb. There you go. There's, as Ed Beaster says, that uh, summiting is optional, but making it down is mandatory. We wish you the best on your next climb. Continue to take on all the mountains uh, and be a better person for it, Daniel. And for your trip, a whole box of Bite Me Cookies from the Teeny Tiny Lady. And it's the official Bite Me Cookies, the official cookie of the John Curly Sherry Elliker Show. Teeny, Teeny, will you throw a potato in there, too? Because it's got good glycogen. It's good when you're climbing mountains and stuff, okay? And a potato. There you go. All right, Daniel, stay warm. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate you. Bye-bye. There he goes. All right. And, Joe, you and I will talk about the fact that you edited part of my very funny quiz. Joe Mama. Well, okay. I'm sorry. I wanted to hear Sherry go on and on about my rear <laughs> Oh, I really well, don't well, have it. Uh, uh, really, uh, why don't you tell me what it said? Or yeah. send it to no, me no, and no, I'll no. read the it moment, now. The moment's lost. No, All no, no. Right, the okay. moment's lost. All right. It's, it's, okay. it's out. Yes, it is. And aren't we lucky? Mother Murphy, lucky me. <laughs> lucky, lucky me. All right. Mailman's coming by. I uh, I bet him yesterday. I said, I'll bet you anything you're going to have that mailman sweater on, that kind of big, weird-looking cardigan, that weird gray one that they make him wear. <laughs> He's like, no, I won't. No, I won't. I'm wearing shorts. I said, okay, we'll see. Huh. Here he comes. Look at the mailman, Sherry. Wow. Wow. Speedo. That is a Mark Spitz Olympic Speedo. It's like the the American flag one. That is I'm the mailman. I'm the mailman. Who was singing that? Maybe the Speedo. Get up in the book. Yeah, look it up in the book. All right, we'll get to the letter of the day, but first take care of all the rest. Sherry? Okay, randos. Rachel Mm -hmm. C. says, did Sherry just say John has a guardrail in his bathroom? L-M-A-O. I'm dying. Love you guys. I'm not in my house. I couldn't do the show from the barn, and I couldn't do it from the teeny house. So I'm at somebody's house. This house is for sale, by the way. And Nick had it. <laughs> just in somebody's hallway? Nick, Wait, you're in somebody's house. empty house? Nick's a realtor, so I got to get the house. I got better internet than you Wait do. Wait a minute. And you don't think that they could find you online doing a... No, Sherry, it's our, what? It's the house is for sale. You're allowed to go into the house. You're a realtor. So <laughs> but you're not a realtor. And now we know I dressed up. 
Oh, in case, in case moving you're on. Hee Haw Aaron <laughs> says Joe Mama's so constipated. He tried Supreme Source premium dog food, put the solid in a paper bag, and set it on fire and rang a doorbell. A rando doorbell. Joe Mama <laughs> said, Not even like a joke. It's just a long running, it's just bizarre. Thank you, Aaron. All right, Sherry? Uh, uh, Mike in the 360 says, Sherry, does the dog food company that you advertise for make puppy food as well? I have an eight-and-a-half-week-old puppy. I don't think that it makes puppy food, but I think it's okay for puppies. So I can find out for you, Mike. Uh-huh. Okay. That's I would great, Sherry. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so red? Okay, fine. Um, by the way, I've got a young couple who wants to look at the house. We have to hurry up and finish this because I want to take them, show them some of the features of the place. Uh, Guard oh, in the bathroom. <laughs> yes, Thai, Thailand Doug, uh, not to be confused with Thailand Scott. In some locations here in Cairo, is blocked from uh, broadcast because of the unsuitable content. Why does the Thai government believe you folks are uh, seditious or pornographic? Are we? Sometimes. Is, <laughs> the, the Thai, we're blocked? In he Thailand? said only in certain regions. I asked him a bunch of questions, and apparently they're they're they're. Oh, it's very... Andrew and all the flatulence. <laughs> That's it. All right, sorry about that. Four two five. Wait, John has been here all five days this week. Now that's a teaspoon of reality. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this huh? show makes no sense. Uh, I know. Okay. Uh, Bill, uh, uh, Bill to keep protesters off the freeway 206. So what uh, was the response been from Gaza about our local protests? I've been watching C-SPAN religiously, but they haven't mentioned anything about Seattle protesters. Maybe I missed it. Surely they'll thank us uh, for the, at the least. Uh, Rudy in Seattle said, just put my hockey stick in my car if I'm blocked on a major road by protesters scoring a goal. With his hockey stick? Uh, I guess he's going to use one as a hockey puck. Got it. Uh, John stuck <laughs> in the polar plunge, 360. Why didn't you just pee on your hands, John? I thought you were smart. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to pull. Okay, I'm on. Imagine this. I'm on the ladder. I got my hand stuck in the ladder. So now I got to like get up the ladder, go up the ladder, and then somehow, you know, well, not that I, not that I, and it's cold, and it's cold, and things get smaller, and people in Thailand suddenly can't hear us. So basically, you get the idea. You with me, Sherry? Yeah, yeah. I, I just I was visualizing the entire thing as you said it. Um, the tinfoil hat time. Aliens in Miami. Two hundred six says the tinfoil hat stories are what I'm here for. That's right. And by the way, we are going to be digging into the portal story in Florida over the weekend and find somebody who was there that will be able to tell us exactly what. And Sherry, we're going to serve you a great big pie, great big piece of humble pie. Oh, I, right? I am I am ready to be proven wrong. All right. Like I always am. All right, Teeny. All right, go, 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 Teeny. All right, good. Are we ready? Here it comes. Letter of the day, Sherry. Okay, Richard in Covington said, "My brother is a Federal Way police officer. He w- officer. He was telling me about some of the excuses people give him. Last week, he told me about a guy that they caught on 167 that was doing." Yeah. 130, 130 miles per hour. The guy was 90 years old, and he said he was driving so fast because he thought, in all sincerity, that 167 was the speed limit. Okay. He's 90 years old, going 130 miles 30. an hour. That's good. 
That's all she wrote. <laughs> Leave it at that. Whatever it is, yeah. it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what yes, that is. I've never seen that. Yeah. All right, I got to show this house. I split it with the other agent. Get a one and a half percent on it. Okay, but first we got to do another hour. Are you ready for that one, Sherry? I am ready for it. By the way, who keeps like talking or like eating like a hard? Yeah, candy I wondered that too. Microphone? Like it was like a, a like that? a tick 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 tick. Yeah, what is that? Is that you, Joe? Sucking on some lozenge? I got no lozenge. No, it's Nate in there. Uh, it's me. Distract us. Yeah, I that's did it. what it is. I, 